0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Hamden Library podcast. I am your host, Michael Pieri, and this month we are doing another movie discussion. Much like our October discussion, it's very freeform and fun. So we hope you enjoy this break from our usual information-packed episodes. But before we dive into our discussion, Mike Wheatley would like to talk to us about one holiday movie in particular.
1: It's that time of the year again when we trot out all the golden holiday classics like A Charlie Brown Christmas or So Many of the Variations of Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol or It's a Wonderful Life. In 1983, almost 40 years ago, Bob Clark, the director of such films as Black Christmas, Porky's One and Two, and the award-winning Tribute with Jack Lemmon, released a project he had been working on for years, partially based on chapters of from the 1966 book, In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash, by Gene Shepard, that first appeared in an issue of Playboy magazine. The movie was called A Christmas Story, and it starred Darren McGavin, Melinda Dillon, and Peter Billingsley. Like Mark Twain, Will Rogers, Paul Harvey, David Sedaris, Irma Bombeck, Nora Ephron, Charles Corralt, and all the other great American storyteller humorists. Gene Shepard's words live on because, quote, the best humor has at its base a ready understanding of human nature. As quoted in the Encyclopedia of American Humorists, this has never been more true than in A Christmas Story. It is a story that has become plays, musical and non, and done across the U.S. by community and professional theaters. In 1997, TNT, the television station, began broadcasting it for a 24-hour period, Christmas Eve to Christmas Day evening. This year, HBO created a sequel, not to be confused by the bad 2012 direct-to-video Christmas Story 2 that is seldom discussed, called A Christmas Story Christmas, in which the children, now grown, are visiting their recently widowed mom for Christmas. A Christmas Story house museum in Cleveland, Ohio, where much of the movie was filmed, is for sale if you're interested, or you can book an overnight stay. So, What is it about this slice of growing up in Hammond, Indiana during the 1940s that makes it so relatable for me? Why is this one of my favorite holiday watches? I just finished watching it again for the umpteenth time in prep for this podcast, and I watched in particular the careful attention to details from Shepard's words. There are references to the 1939 Wizard of Oz, the radio show Little Orphan Annie, and Red Rider, a Saturday matinee serial that started in 1940. They all feel perfectly placed, not some sentimental nostalgia for nostalgia moment. My memories of Christmas in the 1950s and early 60s were filled with father's compensation for his lost youth during the Depression. His children would have great Christmases even if he had to go into debt. I have a picture of me sitting on his lap, dressed as Santa at a local department store. The scene where Ralphie and Randy wake up Christmas morning and storm downstairs with bleary-eyed parents who had obviously been wrapping presents all night, straight out of my childhood. We had a real tree for a while, until my father found the perfect fake tree that became our tradition. Lights in the window, Carols by Johnny Mathis, Bing Crosby, Julie Andrews, and a slew of popular orchestral ensembles filled the air with Christmas carols. We could open one present before Mass and play with whatever was unwrapped, but it wasn't until a couple of hours later that the gifts were unwrapped one at a time. And like in Christmas Story, The ones that had been near the top of our list were hidden somewhere behind the tree. A Christmas Story, for me, is definitely a slice of my childhood. The setting is about a decade or so off, but just as true.
0: How are you guys doing?
1: We're doing
2: great.
0: I guess we could begin by talking about... um... What movies kind of help you get into that spirit of the season?
2: Oh, I have a tradition.
0: Oh, you have a tradition,
2: Alyssa. Yeah, two traditions actually. So every Thanksgiving, we watch uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles.
0: <laughs>
2: because how can how can you not, right? Yeah. But often, while I'm cooking, I have on different um, you know holiday movies. I've always done those Twenty Five Days of Christmas uh, situation. But every time I put up my tree, and I'll tell you, sometimes I put up my tree very early by other people's standards, um, I always watch Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh. Uh, yeah. Every time. Like, it has to go on. Like, my husband's like, hold on. I didn't put the movie on yet. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> he knows. And my brother and I used to watch it when we would decorate the tree growing up so it's just very special to me so when i watched a couple days ago i sent my brother um and my dad both a picture of like the singing vegetables yeah and they both knew exactly what it was like what part it was in the movie (laughs) (laughs) so i do that that's that's like my special thing uh that i do whenever i decorate that's great yeah i like that I always try to listen to the um, to the audiobook around this time too, just because you know it helps it helps get into the into the uh, mood of the season. But so I like I said, I always watch a Muppet Muppets Christmas Carol. Um, but there was a new one that was made, and it has Jim Carrey in it, and yes. it was good. But the first ghost that comes scares me. In yeah. both, I'm I'm in my thirties and. I sent a little picture of the one from Muppet Christmas Carol because I'm like this little weird baby. And then the one, I think it's the voice, the one in the Jim Carrey one, too. The voice is just like, I don't know. I think about it all the time. <laughs> it's yeah. Just so, yeah. It's just so bizarre. But, yeah, I always try to um, listen. But, you know, not to go off topic from our, our movie discussion, but one thing I always do around this time, too, is I read... Victorian Christmas ghost stories. Ooh. Um, They're they're fun. And there's like a couple, um, there are a couple of different collections that you can get. And I, it's just totally, you know, my vibe. So I just really, really love it. And I just got um, a collection that was like, I think it's called, I don't know, creepy stories for chilly nights or something. And I'm very excited to start reading it because it's just something about those old school uh, ghost stories really, really speaks to me.
0: I mean, Christmas Carol is a Victorian exactly, ghost story. exactly. Yeah. It's, also the, it's also the story, I believe, more than any other that kind of made Christmas what it is today. Mm-hmm. Sort of uh, got people interested in, in celebrating it.
2: The spirit of giving. Yeah. The spirit yeah. of giving. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah.
1: And Dickens was desperate to uh, come out with a story. And uh, the story is that uh, he did it basically to, you know, because he had a little contract and uh, he needed to produce a story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't think he quite expected it to take on like it did.
2: Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Besides that one, um, I would say that I always go to, um, this is so weird now that I'm thinking about it because I was going to say the Grinch with Jim Carrey and I'm like, how many Jim Carrey movies do I love?
1: Right. I, I'm still, I'm still an original animator. You know, the animated. Oh, uh, yeah. The for Christmas. Yeah, it's like, great. You know, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's one of my favorite ones, too. But they're just, it's just a, I don't know, it's funny and it's just easy to watch. A lot of these are just like really easy movies, I feel like. It's just, you know, that's what it's all about. Like just, I don't know, it's like they're soothing or it's just nice to have on. And um, just the whole spirit of the time, I guess, is just, is just nice. I personally don't get into like the Hallmark ones, but my friends do. But that being said, last year... I watched a castle for Christmas, and it has um oh who is it from the Princess Bride? Els and I think oh, okay. is it Brooke, Brooke Shields? I think, and it was like Hallmark esque, oh but it was it was so good. <laughs> I loved it so much. It was so fun. It was on Netflix, so it really wasn't Hallmark, but it was like Hallmarky, you know. And right. um, it was it was great. I loved it.
1: I think. What big... about
2: you? Any other movies that? You know, do you have any discussions with people about movies that are supposed to be holiday movies? Like, so I always watch Nightmare Before Christmas and people are like, that's a Halloween movie. And I'm like, it says Christmas in the title. Hello. It does. It does. You know, and I think it's I watch it all year round anyway. But then there's other ones like Die Hard, you know, and Gremlins. And people are like, those are Christmas movies. <laughs> I don't know. Right. You're
1: right. And Black Christmas.
2: Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. I work at a video store and uh, this time of the year, horror films are up. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people with the, you know, the uh, New Year's especially um, Mm -hmm. has become a real horror film, you know, celebration.
2: That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Um, I guess, you know, like, um, the the figure of death with his uh, you know big s- sickle you know mm-hmm. like for the old year and then you know coming into the new year um, and maybe there, there's a certain you know kind of the dying of the old year um aspect it's the middle of winter so it's a dark time yeah um, you know um you know Europe has its uh, you know Krampus and you know like it's it's uh you know the uh, St. Nicholas's dark brother who I can't mm-hmm. remember his name now <laughs> but um you know there's so many uh kind of um winter traditions um you know in a you know kind of uh dark kind of folk aspect so I think that it's actually maybe in keeping there are uh, a number of horror films that are set in the snow
2: that's true. Um,
1: a whole list of them and um so, you know, a winter is a dark time.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's actually very true. Um, yeah, so I, um, speaking of maybe dark times, there's a new movie coming out. I am so invested. It's so silly. Um, it has David Harbour. It's called Violent Night. And oh. I, I cannot wait to see it. <laughs> it's so silly. <laughs> but it looks so, like... Bad but good, if that makes sense. Right. And right. I, kind of, I, I'm pumped.
1: He plays a dark Christmas, a uh, Santa Claus character, kind of.
2: Yeah. So I think it's um, like kind of something happens. I want to say where there's like, you know, someone's family. Like I don't know if it's like something happens. Like they, someone takes over the house and they're abducting the child, maybe or something like that. And it's basically like a vigilante Santa. Yeah. And he's just, like, so, like, it's just, it's bizarre. But I just think it looks so awesome. <laughs> so so ready. It's only in theaters. And I'm like, this might make me go back to the theater that I haven't been to since 2020. Know?
1: <laughs> oh.
2: So, yeah. I thought,
1: I thought that was going to be, a. It's not streaming.
2: No, I thought it would be, too. But, no, it's in theaters. Oh. Yeah. So it's
1: Good for I theaters. Don't...
2: I know. I know, yeah. So what about Um, you, Mike? Do you have any um, traditional movies that you watch around this time? Oh, yeah. I
0: mean, um, I don't know about you, but I always have to watch Christmas Story, um, either around Thanksgiving or shortly thereafter.
2: So I've never seen it. (laughs) Can you believe that?
0: (laughs) No, I can't believe it, actually. Um, Well, this could be the year for you. This could be the year. This could be the year. Um, I can't imagine what it must be like coming in as an adult to see it, but I think it would probably hold up pretty well.
2: This is the one with a lamp, right? Yes. Okay, I might have to watch it.
0: Yes. Um, and there's a lot of good. It's very quotable. Um, the other one, the other big one for me is uh the old um, stop motion Rankin Bass, um TV movies like Rudolph the oh, Red Nosed Reindeer. Ones. Yes. Um, and also um, Frosty the Snowman mm-hmm. and um Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. The Life and Times of Santa Claus. Oh, I love them. Is a huge one for me because I always I loved the idea of Santa Claus joining the ranks of the immortals and mm-hmm. and of course it's based on that um, book by uh, by Frank Baum, right? Frank is it Baum. based
2: on that? Yeah. It okay, is. so one of my favorite authors. I never knew that. I mean, I read obviously I've read the book, but yep. I didn't know that the movie was based on it. How cool! That makes total sense though. Now that I'm thinking about the plot of both, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's cool.
0: Yeah, I mean it's obviously a very foreshortened version of it, but yeah. it is, and I, I I really enjoyed I mean that's the for me it's the nostalgia factor. So mm-hmm. the fact that you enjoyed the movies when you were a little kid and then you come back to them and you get the same kind of warm feelings. Yeah. That's kinda of what it's all about for me when it comes to I mean, I like watching new ones. we um, watched one last year with Anna Kendrick called yeah. Noel.
2: Noelle was very good.
0: And that was a lot of fun. Yeah. But um for me it's all about the nostalgia. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I just think I don't know. It's it's so there's something about this time where it's like even if it's a bad movie, I feel like it's still a good movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like Christmas Chronicles was very good. I just really like the just the whole I don't know, the warmth of the season or something about it and the ability to maybe take a rest you know, and watch something, and it's just, it's a good feeling.
0: It is, yeah.
2: All my decor at home is nice and cozy right now, the lights up and everything, so it's just, like, very chill.
0: Molly's family introduced me to Emmett Otter's joke band Christmas. Oh, yeah.
2: I saw that, um, one of the theaters.
0: Yeah, yeah, I saw it in the theater too, they were playing it in one of the theaters. No, I was
2: like, I saw, like, the play.
0: Oh, the play, Yeah, okay. where was
2: I? I don't remember where it was, but it was somewhere in Connecticut, and I It was very, very cool. Very fun. Oh, nice. There's actually, if you ever uh, get time, there's some really funny bloopers from that. Oh, really? Yeah, like they stay in character, and it's just, it's really good. That's funny. Yeah.
1: Uh, My brother uh, has a film that is an annual tradition for him that actually didn't get great reviews when it came out, and it's called uh, Mixed Nuts. Um, with, uh, was written by Nora Ephraim and, um, uh, Steve Martin and, um, just a, a wonderful cast. Um, uh, huh. uh, Tom Hanks, um, uh, uh, future wife, um, was in it and, um, a whole cast of, uh, interesting characters, Madeline Kahn. Um,
0: oh well, I love Madeline Kahn.
1: So yeah, yeah, I might have yeah. To see it, this then. <laughs> it's set. It's set on the west coast, and um, it's set on, um, um, on on the beach, and um, it, it's all you know, palm trees, and you know, people <laughs> trying to you know create a, a Christmas around them. And um,
0: it, is it, it like it, Southern it, California or something?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's more. Uh, Venice beach, I think kind of, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that kind of, uh, environment. Uh, yeah. a lot of, a lot of fun. My, we watch it every year and I'm, I'm amazed that it, of how it was received originally. Part of it is because it's a remake of a French film. Yeah. Um, with uh. a similar plot. And I think a lot of the uh, movie snobs basically turned it down
2: <laughs> well, yeah,
1: <laughs> because it's not the same, you know? And, uh, uh, <laughs> um you know, kind of retreads the plot a little from the original French. But um
2: well I love Steve Martin and I love Madeleine Kahn, so that sounds yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, good. Hmm. Is Adam Sandler in it?
1: Yes, Adam okay, Sandler. I thought so. Yep. Uh, yep, yeah, yeah, Adam Sandler has a great and uh oh. Um I should have written down the list of actors in it because there's an amazing um list of actors who uh my brother could name you everybody in it.
2: Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> You'll have to watch that one this year. That sounds pretty neat.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mixed nuts is definitely a you know, a a fun watch. Yeah. And, uh, surprising cameos.
2: Well, I love those.
0: <laughs> so since we were talking about um, this movie and it was not well received, do we, do we have any movies that uh, we personally dislike Christmas movies that we've like? I, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go, ahead. Right. Go ahead.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, oh my gosh, what's it called? Okay. I hate this movie and people are going to be gasping. <laughs> Our audience is going to gasp. Okay. What is that film with the stupid train and Tom Hanks narrates Whoa.
1: it. Oh, the Polar Express. Oh,
2: my God, I hate Express. it. I hate it. I don't know why, but it I makes me so angry. I
1: know so many people that adore this movie.
2: I uh, So many people do. My children are appalled. I Every time it's on, I'm like, turn it off. I don't know what it is. It makes me angry for no reason. I just hate it so much.
0: Well, I saw it in the theaters. I think I saw it like uh, 3D or something.
1: Mm-hmm. And Oh, my God.
0: I thought it was kind of okay, like kind of boring, actually. Yeah. It didn't really... I was like, this is okay. It didn't really blow me away, but I didn't hate it either, so I haven't seen it since, but um, I was pretty lukewarm about it. But I I know a lot of people really, really like it. Mm.
1: I think there's a disconnect between the, the technique... The animation, which was mm-hmm. revolutionary at the time, um, right. and um, and the emotions and the way that the th- there's there's kind of a um, a slight kind of coldness to it. Yeah, you know,
2: yeah, it freaks me out. I hate it. And,
1: right, and I can understand that. And I don't think they are alone. I think there's a oh, good. <laughs> there's a whole whole group of people. I. I admire the techniques
2: yeah. in it
1: um mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I mean you have to admit there are some kind of gloriously kind of beautiful you know kind of shots you know like mm-hmm. in, the, in the way that it's constructed but uh it feels like um it it is you know mechanical almost um in yeah but uh yeah, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan.
2: Good, that makes me feel better.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but what? I know I know how popular it is.
2: Did you have one Michael that you hated? Um, not real.
0: Uh, well, the I think the Santa Claus. Oh my
2: god, I love the Santa Claus, but I am now so mad bad. about it.
0: It's pretty bad.
2: Nope, love it.
0: No, uh, Tim Allen.
2: No, Tim Allen's horrible, but the he's movie terrible. is so good.
0: How is it good? Oh, Explain God, it to me. I don't
2: know. I just love it so much.
0: <laughs> he, he kills Santa.
2: He does, He and accidentally kills Santa. Santa falls. He doesn't mean to kill him. <laughs> but he's like,
0: and the whole premise of the movie is that, like, he's got this death clause, and it's,
2: yeah. it's just so bad. And, like,
0: him being the a Santa dad, he's, like, he's It's
2: so the bad, Santa clause. Like, <laughs> you know, I never really got that until a couple years ago, and then I was like, "Oh, it's spelled different."
0: The relationship with the kid and everything—it's so strange. And like, the wife, but
2: then when he's Santa, he's a better dad, and then like he's a really good dad in the second movie. The third movie, but, let's not even. Let's not. T- let's just not go there. But <laughs> and now there's a show, and I can't stand a him. Show? But it's like I feel like I have to watch the show, and I'm just. I'm very. I'm having a very hard time. Okay, it's a little bit of a crisis.
0: I really don't like. The Santa Claus and would not watch the sequels because I didn't enjoy. It. I just found the whole thing so irritating. Like, he was just—it was just hard to get through. I mean, I was like, I watched it more like out of morbid curiosity than. I anything probably else.
2: watch it five times a year. Jeez. Like sometimes, uh, I don't even, sometimes I watch it in August.
0: I I worry about you.
2: Yeah, I don't know what it is. But now he's not a very nice person, so now I'm like, oh God, he ruined it. I know. Me. He ruined oh. it for me. Oh. <laughs> I, think there's, I think there's a really, like, in the show, I heard that there's a really ridiculous comment, something about, oh, we're not supposed to say Merry Christmas anymore, or something, and I'm just like, okay, now I can't watch this. Like, he's ruined it for me, and it makes me very mad. But it's okay, because we still have Muppets, so uh, it's all right.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Mike, do you have any movies that you don't like for Christmas or holiday movies, or are you just like...
1: I don't know if I have anything. Um, I don't know. I think I've seen Elf once too often.
2: Ugh, oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, I, don't, I don't. know if I can do
2: Elf again. Yeah. But yep, I'm I'm there. Uh, Elf I'm is right not, there a, with
1: you. It's not a bad movie. And it's a yeah. lot of fun, but uh, it doesn't. And I was amazed uh, when I watched uh, Christmas Story. Um, how much I actually adored it the, the this year it just kind of really grabbed me and I've seen yeah. it so many times. So it's, it's, I think it's a strange kind of phenomenon. Um, I, I'm not a fan of the really sappy, you know, uh, Harlequin, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. um, you know, hallmark. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you know, but, Christmas movie but you should
2: watch a, Ca- a castle um, for Christmas. Okay,
1: a castle for Christmas.
2: Oh, yeah, you should watch yeah. The-
1: that's yeah. the one that's on Netflix. That I seems like about. A- but anyway, yeah,
2: I'm glad that we could chat about all the, the good nostalgia. Yeah, so yeah. Did
0: we Figure I- it out. I mean, uh, what what else do we need to? I mean, did we determine what what qualifies as a as a Christmas movie or a holiday movie? Because I I think um did we mention Frozen? Like Frozen's Obviously, going to be something you're going to want to watch during this time of year.
2: I mean, I watch it all year, but...
0: But yeah, you can watch it anytime. And, you know, Gremlins, you know, diehard movies like that, um, they have Christmas stuff going on, but you can watch them anytime. Mm-hmm. So does it have to be, you know, Santa-centric for it to be a Christmas movie? Does it have to have uh, some kind of religious... Overtone to it. What do we think?
2: No, I think that's a very personal question. I, I've gotten into debates about this with people. So it is
0: very personal. Yeah. I agree. I think it's if it's a holiday movie to you, if it gets you if it gives you joy or gets you through the season, then it counts for me.
1: Absolutely.
2: I think so too.
0: All right. Well, it was uh it was great talking to you guys. Yeah. And uh I know we'll do it again. Another time. Thank yeah. you. And ha- happy holidays. Yeah,
1: happy holidays.
0: That's all the time we have. Next month, we'll be talking about library advocacy and why it is so necessary. We'll see you then. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like us and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.